Cancel culture, the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. Merriam-Webster. Welcome to Uneducated, where we explore a trending, controversial topic from an unbiased perspective to spread knowledge to everyone and start conversations outside of this space. For our very first episode, let's begin with the infamous subject of cancel culture. So now that we have a very superficial understanding of cancel culture, we'll start with question zero. How did cancel culture start? So the simple answer is viewers and people on the internet felt the need to hold people accountable. And it was more than just an application's guidelines like TikTok and Instagram has rules of what people can and can't post, but it's also a little less harsh than legal offenses like crimes and felonies. All people, regardless of their race, their religion, ethnicity, or gender, have the power to have a conversation with the creator through the internet and help spread knowledge on what they think is offensive and, you know, hopefully help the creator grow in such a way. The term cancel was first used on the reality TV show Love and Hip Hop New York around 2014. Since then, the word took to Black Twitter as a way of showing disapproval and withdrawing support from social media creators. Today, the word canceled is often very casually used amongst Gen Z and millennials, but the concept of cancel culture is far more complex and a lot more controversial than a lot of people realize. Question one. Who are some people that have been canceled in the recent past? So some of these people include comedian and TV show host Ellen DeGeneres, who was canceled for allegations of creating a toxic workplace within her crew. The famous pop star Sia had cast a neurotypical person to play the role of an autistic character in her new movie. Even J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, was canceled for making transphobic comments. So regardless of what you think about these uh, allegations or what they've been doing, they have been canceled and it has affected them in different ways. So that leads us to question two, why are these people getting canceled? The common factor between almost all people that are getting canceled is that they're sharing their opinion about a controversial topic or something that's usually political in nature. And political in this case would mean something that's very two-sided, very either this or either that. Or maybe a comment or something they did in the past has resurfaced and people are finding out about it again and want to cancel them for such a thing. A group of people find it offensive and then through the internet, they're spreading the word that, oh, so-and-so is now canceled for doing X. So we learned two things from uh, the reasons people are getting canceled, which is question three. What did we learn from the reasons people are canceled? Firstly, the internet has become an incredible tool for those with a big platform. And even if they don't have a big platform, news spreads like a wildfire. We as a society have given the internet so much power which is why celebrities and influencers will do anything to save themselves from the hatred or the scrutiny they would receive. 
Times have changed since our childhood, which is the second thing. And the internet is what's causing this change. It has globalized our world and everything spreads so much faster, like I mentioned before. This also includes that many things that were tolerable in the past and were socially acceptable are not now. And the internet is kind of threatening in that way. It's making a statement that says nothing goes unnoticed and it's easier to catch offensive behavior. People now feel more powerful with that platform they have or the platform they don't have, but the internet gives them a voice and they feel to lash out at anything they don't like. But as a social media influencer, you must understand that people will always hate regardless of what you are doing. But the strength you have to continue is entirely up to your platform and how you grow from that. The rate at which a person grows on social media is often correlated to how often they get canceled. And the time where they start to get really popular is where people will start going and digging through their past and trying to find something that they did to try to cancel them now, to try to stop them from getting popular. Uh, Sienna Mae Gomez is a good example of what happened. Um, she was spreading body positivity for a long time. And right as she started getting really popular and gaining that edge, um, she was accused of sexual assault on um, someone she was talking to at the time. And things like this is what really um, became controversial. And she got a lot of hate for her, obviously. And now we don't see much of her anymore because of this. This is just a question for why have more topics become sensitive or unpopular today? The real answer is society has always been this way. We just never heard about it. In the mid-1900s, white people would freak out when a black person sat next to them on a bus. Or centuries ago, people were executed in Europe for talking bad about the church. But back then, only powerful people, powerful people had a voice, like the aristocrats. But today, technology has given even the average person anywhere the access to the world. But along with the access to the world, they're given access to be more offended by everything they're exposed to. When I say offended in this case, that refers to the subjective feeling of one person. Everyone wants their own opinion to be validated, and when it's not, when one person disagrees with them, they feel as though they can lash out at them. Society has always been teaching us how to play the victim game because humans figured out you can get special treatment when you act like you need pity or when other people attack you, people feel bad for you. But if everyone goes around begging victim, it seems like more things in our world are harmful to others. And eventually that topic or that idea becomes taboo because people are too afraid to unpack what the issue really is. This is why we stay away from quote-unquote political topics at Thanksgiving and Christmas because the incessant arguing about abortion or Black Lives Matter or the LGBTQ plus community is two-sided. It's too um, argumentative. And even though it's not even political in this case, people call it that because it's very controversial. It's very sided. It's very 
you can argue about this for so long without figure out, figuring out the root cause behind why people believe what they believe. Deviating that from a little bit, we have question five. What does canceled really mean? So as I mentioned before, it's become a lot more complex and there's no set of rules of how this would affect someone's life. So usually we see support for this influencers withdrawn in the form of like not buying their content or from buying from their franchises. The consequences are only reflected on their social standing and their financial status, not really um, legally or you know, again, the crimes and felonies and that sort. Immediately, they will lose uh, some money because um, maybe their employer um, has, like, taken a step back to evaluate the situation. But um, they will return to work again. Think of it more as a temporary suspension because they don't want to create more drama around what's already happening. Uh, depending on how famous this person is or how badly they were accused of something uh, will show how well they bounced back from getting canceled. So, for example, the Kardashians gained their, gained their fame through their reality TV show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. And they've been involved in many scandals since then. But the difference is these scandals have helped them grow. Uh, they gain popularity, obviously, because so many people are talking about them. Even if it's a negative way, people always say, Publicity is publicity. It doesn't matter what's um, if it's bad or not. So getting canceled for some people could help out in a way. But being one of the richest families on the internet, this didn't affect them much financially because they have money. So obviously they can easily bounce back from this and, you know, return to life as normal. Everyone will have a say on their story and what their opinion is. But the main reason why people don't like cancel culture is because no active change is being made. So when you talk to someone that's anti-cancel culture, they would always begin with no real change is being made. We keep canceling people, but nothing is happening. And it's because the influencer celebrity can continue with their life without really harsh punishment. Which leads us to question six, how effective is cancel culture? So this is probably the most debated part of it and that's where the controversy really starts about is canceling helpful, is canceling effective or not? So if we take a step back right now, a group of people have decided to stop supporting an influencer because they did something people did not like. But if you think about it, will that lack of support really stop the influencer from keeping their opinion? Maybe they might fake it to like regain the followers, but truly, they probably still will have that opinion or they probably will continue doing the same thing. And it's because hate can only change a person so much. And people that are against can against cancel culture believe that there are better ways to spread awareness. But then people that are for cancel culture start arguing that there are no real consequences for the people in power. They're upset that they can get away with making these rude and offensive jokes when it's their culture, it's their history that they could be making fun of. Another thing that can be brought up is that cancel culture only works on people of color because they're the most susceptible to losing a lot of what they work for. Um, a lot of systems um, in this country, especially in the United States, 
have been placed against um, a lot of people of color, which is something we'll get into in a future podcast. But for now, um, a lot of pe- a lot of people of color that have been canceled do not bounce back as well as um, others. So people that are against cancel culture argue that viewpoint is a lot better of a method to change a person's perspective because from a young age you are influenced by everything around you everyone formulates an opinion based on their past knowledge and when you grow up around the same ideals and everyone is believing the same thing you're obviously going to start believing it even if you don't fully understand why they do for example in religion a lot of children blindly follow what their parents say for a really long time and then they lose touch with their faith or they simply like abandon it because they've been forced into it or they don't understand what's really going on behind it. But only do once they learn about their religion or the culture they grew up with or explore a new religion that, um, that really connects with them, do they start coming back to it. And that goes to say like, Everyone, everyone wants to keep their own opinion because it's simply an influence of their world. People that are against cancel culture believe that calling calling culture is better. So, which leads us to question eight: What does calling out do? Calling a person out for their actions makes them aware of what they have done. So it's different from cancel culture because. Instead of completely erasing a person or kind of pushing them out of the sphere of the internet, it can educate them and encourage them to change their behavior. Also, it can show others who are doing a similar thing that they are wrong too without explicitly calling them out. If they continue their opinion after that, Obviously, that's what they believe, and we can't, we don't have the power to change them, but we can only do so much with education in that way. Question nine What does cancel culture mean to you? In a study done by Pew Research, a group of liberals, conservatives, Democratic leaning, and Republican leaning individuals of all age groups were asked to define cancel culture. All groups except conservatives agreed that the definition of cancel culture is 60% in quotes, actions taken to hold others accountable. Conservatives and leaning Republicans include the definition of cancel culture to be censorship of history and speech, mean-spirited actions causing harm, and people canceling anyone they disagree with, an attack on traditional American society. While liberals and leaning Democrats agree with the idea that it is a way to call people out for racism, sexism, homophobia, etc. And it is a misrepresentation of people's actions. So when we look at these results, we're seeing very different definitions of what cancel culture means to a person. And this is what our question 10 is. Where is the line between holding people accountable, and canceling simply to cancel. Some people believe that cancel culture has gotten to be more aggressive and way more out of control than what it was originally intended for. As I mentioned before, the origin of cancel culture was set 
help helpless people take a stand and not run people's life into the ground and try to erase them from society. Because firstly, that's not working. They can still easily bounce back from this, like I mentioned. And second, the toxicity behind it is not helping anyone grow. The reason this is happening is because the term cancel culture is tainted with the toxic and threat uh, that's put up behind it. Many different problems have come from this one umbrella term, and that is what people who are against cancel culture hate. Question 11. If cancel culture is not making change, what is? In reality, nothing is actually making change. Maybe some employers of an influencer uh, could give them consequences by firing them, not giving them brand deals, um, consequences of that sort. That is out of the public's hands, and that's merely a side effect of what canceling is. There are some people who also believe that cancel culture is just not real. And in a way, they are correct. Because one person, as an individual, does not have the power to cut off someone from the world. Because there will always be someone out there that supports them. And there will always be someone who buys their buys from their franchises or watches their content. So the only thing that could really help them is by doing real education in a harmless and innocent way. This is quite uh, invigorating for some people because they've been mistreated for so long and they've tried being kind and they've tried being harmless for so long, but it's simply not working anymore. Cancel culture gave them that escape, that way to assert their dominance, and the internet really gave them the power to do that as well. Which leads us to our final question, question 12. So in the end, what is cancel culture? We can argue all day about the definition of cancel culture, but it's quite obvious, like I mentioned in the research study before, no one agrees on the same definition of cancel culture. In the end, it's a term we made up as a society. It was just a way to prove that everyone is being watched and this casual racism, the misogyny, and the homophobia, and everything else will not be tolerated anymore. People want to keep their opinion so badly that they will argue for days and days and days about what they believe without even listening to the other side. And cancel culture is just another part of that. No one is listening. They're just afraid of what's going to happen next. And cancel culture feels so toxic and feels kind of scary to talk about because of the speed and intensity it broke out as. But in reality, this is a part of uh, society growing. This is what progress feels like. And as a part of our evolution, we're doing the best we can. So even though we're sitting here arguing about cancel culture, we're trying to learn. We're trying to learn from both sides and where it's coming from. And this education is what will really get us far. In the end, we're all having to move on in a way and progress from our past. And though cancel culture is quite a difficult and hard topic to talk about, 
it's a part of our growth and we have to do it. Thank you for listening to the first podcast of Uneducated. I would love to know your thoughts and please leave any suggestions you have for future episodes. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one.